I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms. But in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM. And it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content. And we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable, too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine, fine Saturday matinee to you, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Looking good, good feeling, feeling good. Right. Looking good, feeling good. You uh, uh, you seen anything uh, worth talking about? Um, I, you know, I, it's been a slower week for movies for me because I've been really just trying to dig my heels in to get through, uh, uh, the Clone Wars. I'm watching that animated series because I hear it ends well. And then I hear that Rebels is even better. And that's the one I'm really looking forward to getting to, but I'm, I have to get through Clone Wars first. And I'm also, I've decided... Maybe, uh, you know, crazy, I don't know, but I'm, I'm trying to push through as many of the Marvel shows as I can. So I started uh, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so I'm I'm slowly working ah. my way through season one. I'd, you, I'd forgotten you hadn't done any of that. 
I hadn't. Oh, good for you. That's good. I actually quite enjoy Agents of Shield, and uh, this the last the most recent season is bananas. It's a different show, different show altogether. Well, here um, they go to the future, like space future. Is that the most recent season, or is that a previous yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> let's just say it takes some adjustment coming off of what. <laughs> The rest of the show is, uh, but it's, I, I still quite enjoyed it. I'm one of those people. I don't know what, I, I haven't been watching the ratings uh, this season, but uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. The The one I would say you should skip completely because I think it's going to be written out of history is Inhumans. Um, it, I, I honestly think they're going to drop that one. <laughs> like they're going to just stop talking about it. Uh, so that one you don't have to watch when it comes out. But I will say we started uh, Cloak and Dagger. Oh, nice. Which and is, are you liking that one? Okay, let me just say, Cloak and Dagger, it, it was uh, Cloak and Dagger as a duo in the comics. I have not read all of the comics, but uh, I did read the initial run. There was a four-issue series, and uh, I found Cloak and Dagger to be one of my very favorite sort of Spider-Man guest appearances, and uh, I've always loved Cloak and Dagger. For some reason, this pair has been absolutely one of my very favorites and i i've been so frustrated that it's always relegated to uh kind of a side character and uh or a side you know duo and i really love that they have their own show and it's still finding its legs a little bit it's an origin story for sure um and it's it's a retconned origin story um and so we'll see but the kids are are great it is much more mature than i expected um you know things like uh, okay there's a sequence where um you know she's they're both runaways or well she's a runaway and uh he's dealing with things on and you know different kinds of things uh but still living with his family and she uh is uh, about almost raped in a dark alley and uh lucky thing she has some powers she doesn't understand but I did not expect an alleyway rape scene to come up on TV as I'm watching this with my kids. And right. That, ABC family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, they get out from under that, right? Because they rebranded as Freeform. So yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we could do anything now. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but but it's great. And and the the gal who plays um, Dagger is Olivia, uh, Holt. Olivia Holt and she was on when my kids were younger they loved kicking it which and she was on she was one of the teen karate stars on this uh, show kicking it this Disney show kicking it and so they're I think a little bit surprised uh, to see how far she's come <laughs> <laughs> about to be yeah it's it's uh it's very it's it's i i think you should watch it and i'll let you know how it goes i mean they've only just released episode four i think last night so um you know we're we'll, we're still getting into it they're still kind of exploring their powers but i just i really i'm i'm probably forgiving an awful lot because i love this duo so much and i'm so excited to see you know when they come into their own uh super fun very cool. I, you know, looking at what Marvel's been doing on TV, I guess I just, I knew they've been doing a lot of TV shows, but I had no idea just how expansive it was. Yeah. Aside from the ones that are off the air, including Inhumans, um, there was uh, the Defenders, which as of now is not listed as coming back. It may. Uh, and yeah. Agent Carter. Yeah, they which have, was great. 
Yeah, which I heard was great. It just it didn't find its audience. But they have ten shows going on air yeah. right now. Yeah, ten. Now, two of I, those technically are the X Men universe, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but I'm curious to see you're how talking all about of that. Um, Legend and um, Legion, Legion, right, and Legion, the, and the Gifted, yeah, the Gifted, right? Which are uh, also uh, Legion is <laughs> is stunning. Well, I'm curious, uh, you know, what's going to happen with uh, all of these as yeah. as uh, as Fox and Disney uh, getting to bed together now. Oh man! Oh, and uh, New Warriors that's also has has been picked up, so there will be an eleventh. Oh, that's fantastic! I I love it. I think it's great, and it it is giving. I, I for me, it's given me what I've been sort of asking for, uh, for a long time, which is, uh, you know, essentially genre films, right? I mean, um, where we we get more uh, sort of vibrance and breadth in the tone that we're getting from our beloved superheroes. They're not all just you know the high dynamic range heroes, and um, I I really like it. I I you know when I when I get start feeling bleak about you know the the um sort of generic narrative that comes from some of the movies i just turn on the tv i'm pretty happy <laughs> well i'm enjoying agents of shield so far i'm only about six episodes in but um you know it's it's obviously not at the level of the films but mm-hmm. still i'm having a lot of fun with it i really enjoy the characters so far it gets better they they go into some just crazy sort of latin soap opera territory and i i actually have a lot of time a lot of fun with that too um and and agent carter too was bubblegum fun you know i mean going yeah. back in time and and seeing the the beginnings of shield too was was great uh so anyway cool what do you think should we do trailers let's do it uh do we have any rules at play you know, Today? I feel like we should start an Ethan Hawke rule. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. All right. You first. Well, Ethan Hawke, as we have uh, discussed on this show before, is everywhere. He is one of the busiest people in Hollywood. And it's just crazy how much this guy is always working. And generally, we like that. We enjoy what he is bringing to the table because um, he's a great actor, a great performer, and um, does a lot of really makes a lot of interesting choices. Um, however, he's making a shift now. We know that he's also written stuff before and has been nominated for Oscars before um, through his uh, time working on the Before trilogy. And um, but what's nice about this film, Blaze, that's coming out this year, is that he's actually writer, producer, director, and um, it's, it's based on. A book, Living in the Woods in a Tree, Remembering Blaze uh, by Sybil Rosen. And it's kind of a life of a country musician. It, you know, Ethan Hawke has always been kind of somebody who seems kind of like a um, a modern beatnik sort of guy, even though he doesn't, he looks more like a movie star, but he feels very much like somebody who's always sitting around barefoot reading poetry. Uh, you know, he just feels like that sort of guy. And this uh, this trailer for this film, Blaze, just kind of seemed to fit what I was expecting from Ethan Hawke, right? It's this it's this biopic of this kind of small country musician in Texas, um, Blaze Foley, and uh, it's it it's it just feels like a biopic as you watch it. But um, it, it was a very popular film at uh, Sundance this past year. Um, ben Dickey plays 
the the title character. Uh, Alia Shawkat plays his lover. Sam Rockwell's uh, in the film. Steve Zahn is in it. Chris Christopherson uh, and, and actually uh, Richard Linkletter is in it. Um, it's it's a really I you know I don't know if I see a ton about it, but I really enjoy watching these characters in this film. It just feels like um, a journey that this small uh, country singer is taking as he starts finding some popularity. Um, I, I don't know. I just love the look and it just something about the fact that Hawk is behind all of this gets me pretty excited about it. What do you think? Well, I'm I'm excited about it. I had never heard of uh, of Blaze Foley at all, and was excited when I first saw this trailer to to pull out some music. I'm not I'm not a huge country fan, but sometimes you know I'm I, I am prone to um, to pull out the the country. And this was uh, this is my kind of country. Um, this guy's music, and and I you know they didn't. It feels like they go through his rise and uh, fall, and then hopefully rise again. But man, he was killed. Early shot in the chest in 1989 uh, by the friend of one of his or by the son of one of his friends. Uh, and it seems super dark. And I wonder just uh, how, um, you know, I, I wonder just how far they go with this particular story. Um, it, it seems seems pretty grim so but i i was very excited about it i'm excited to see you know the people who are in it uh Shawcat is is i think she's fantastic and i, I you know i think she's I, i'm excited to see her on the big screen hopefully i'll get to see it on the big screen um and uh you know so uh, there you go i think it's a great pick yeah it's it, it'll be exciting and i should say i'm not a huge country fan either but the right story um the right music you know i'm, I'm totally into it yeah, I think I'm I'm actually more into country biopics than I am country music, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's that's me too. You yeah, know? Uh, I, I I totally agree. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, I'm really curious about this one. It looks like it's going to uh, it's it just is finishing its festival circuit. It looks like right now it's scheduled to hit a limited August 17th uh, this year. So, check it out, Blaze. Outstanding. All right. Mine is, I don't know, maybe it's predictable. I am puzzled over my trailer, and that is why I am, uh, I've picked it today. Uh, it's the story of a workaholic woman who has left, uh, who is left at the altar uh, and takes her honeymoon trip with her overachieving father, who left his mother, her mother because he believed his family was holding back his career. It is called Like Father, and uh, it stars Kristen Bell, Kelsey Grammer, and I guess Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, you know, I I love Kelsey Grammer, and uh, I think he's uh, every time I see him or hear that fantastic voice, I'm I'm sort of entranced um, because I I think he's uh, you know I think he's got that sort of father figure vibe, and and I think he's really um, capitalizing on it in this trailer. Kristen Bell, I think, is also a, an incredible talent. And, uh, you know, she's an incredible comedian. And to, I, I wonder, you know, how this movie walks the line uh, between, you know, comedy and drama. It very clearly has some, um, you know, family rebuilding vibe to it that, that I, you know, stands to be quite dramatic. But the whole escapade of getting into that story and getting the two of them on the cruise and, uh, you know, I think it uh, uh, stands also to be quite funny. 
I I don't know. Seeing Seth Rogen in it uh, makes me nervous. He has a very small part in the trailer, and yet he's the one who gets the thumbnail on YouTube, which is uh, <laughs> I I think an interesting uh, twist. Is he the weirdly the biggest name in this movie? I, I don't know. I I kind of thought that would be Bell, but maybe I'm wrong. Um. Anyway, hopefully this is one of those funny movies with a lot of heart. Uh, I guess we'll see how it hit you. Kristen Bell, I just I love her. I think that she's uh, just hilarious. She's a, a great actress. Um, Seth Rogen's never one of my favorites, so I saw his name as the first name in the in the uh, uh, list for the trailer, and I was like, oh, I don't know how excited I am about this. Mm-hmm. But then I watched it. I realized it's really this uh, Kristen Bell Kelsey Grammer film. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe I am more interested in this father-daughter relationship story. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. I And I love the two of them together. Like, they seemed to have some really great chemistry throughout this trailer, which got me pretty excited. And and you're right. Rogan is a really small part, and I'm hoping he stays that way. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's something that just uh, struck a chord with me. I, I, it's something about kind of that father-daughter relationship that that does draw me in. And just seeing the two of them um, in this, uh, yeah, I, I'm very interested in this one now. This comes from uh, director Lauren Miller Rogan, so that that may uh, explain why uh, Seth is in the movie and gets the the big thumbnail. Um, she is she hasn't directed a lot. This is her first feature. She's uh, she has uh, written more, uh, and she you know I think the last feature she wrote and starred in was for a good time call. Which uh, I was not. Uh, I, I I don't actually remember. I, I I think I saw it, but I don't actually remember it. Um, uh, otherwise, she's behind. Uh, I guess she wrote uh, Girls, Girls, Girls. The only other film I think she's uh, written. Other films she's written are shorts. Um, so this is her first feature with some really big names, and uh, you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think mostly she's been an uh, actress. Actress, right? yeah, actress first as lauren miller i i can't i can't seem to find when they got married uh, uh 2011 2011 so uh anyhow i i think it it's a movie that that has the potential to check all the boxes for me so you know we'll see yeah we did potential. for family movie night this week we watched father of the bride which is the same kind of, kind of vibe for me <laughs> it, yeah we watched it for it's a hard watch <laughs> right is now. it now yeah it's a much harder watch than i i'm assuming you watched the expected uh, the the new one not yeah, uh, the original yeah. not the original no we watched the new one so uh anyhow uh looking forward to it uh when did i did i say when it comes out andy did i, I don't say think that you did. i don't think i did and that's because i closed the tab <laughs> and so i don't have it but i'm gonna give it to you if you hang tight Stand i'm waiting by Bated it's coming august here. 3rd in the united states august 3rd in the u.s and that is the only release date for this thing so far and so that uh, i don't know if that bodes well hopefully it'll uh hit streaming right away in your local area excellent right. the list andy the list what yes, a massive pain time. in the rear this was Right? Uh, yeah, I, I think we got to figure out a way to pick lists that are easier for us to do. <laughs> Although I guess that's part of the challenge. But for Ocean's 13, which is the movie we're talking about this week, uh, uh, we gave our Patreon supporters three options. Tunnel digging, criminal families, or unions and revolts. 
Uh, of course, the uh, our wonderful Patreon supporters went with criminal families, which sounded easy <laughs> on the surface. <laughs> it's really hard to search for. It all ends up mob films. That was uh, that was uh, my challenge. It it is, so. and apparently there are only three movies in this <laughs> category, and they are the Godfather movies. Everything else <laughs> is true crime. Uh, so yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, you had the initial uh, uh, initial trailer pick with the Ethan Hawke rule. That means uh, that that carries over as we are wont to do to the trailer or to the list rule. So you should go first. Well, okay. Uh, my pick, my first choice here is a great Australian film from 2010 uh, that David Michaud directed uh, called Animal Kingdom. I didn't see it when it came out in theaters, but uh, subsequently I rented it because I heard that it had some great performances, which it does. Um, it is a fantastic story um, inspired by the events involving a crime family in Melbourne, the Pettingill family. Um, it's uh, they they were acquitted in a shooting murder of some police officers, um, but the film uh, really it's it's about this family and it's a family of criminals and the mother is kind of like this nurturing mother to all these criminals and it's it's crazy seeing how she really handles everything jackie weaver is brilliant as the mother in this family um you have uh ben mendelson as the older son uh you have um sullivan stapleton and luke ford as other sons uh in this family and uh, then the cast also has Guy Pierce in it, um, who's always great, and Joel Edgerton. It's a really strong film. This family is really interesting to watch on screen, and so much so that it actually has inspired a TV show now, which I haven't checked out, but I hear it's quite good. Um, and it, it also has just a really tremendous cast. But this is the film that really kind of gave, at least us in the States, uh, Jackie Weaver. And I think that she's uh, just a brilliant actress to watch. And this is just a really interesting crime family to check out on screen. So that's my first pick. Well, I think it's a great, uh, a great, great pick, mostly because um, it connects to Ellen Barkin. Uh, oh yes, right. Because she is actually. I'm glad you picked it. It's it's technically not a steal, though it was on my list. I haven't seen the movie, but when we started uh, Ocean's Thirteen, I ran into the um, uh, Ellen Barkin connection and watched right. the first two episodes of this TV show, which it is quite good. And and I hear Ellen Barkin is great as Smurf, right? She's is, is she Smurf or she's, she's um, she is. Uh, uh, I can't remember if she's the yes. mother or yeah, the, she's the grand yeah, she's, Smurf, right? She plays yeah, Jackie Janine, Weaver's character, Janine Cody, right? Yeah. And um, she's they're they're just it's amazing. It's a it's a crazy crazy show, and I'm so glad it got picked up as a TV show because it's one of those that I think is going to feel really good as you as you expand, you know, their their nutso story, um, you know, in in longer form. So great great pick. All right. What's your first one? Well, I I gotta get I gotta get one um, mob movie out of the way. Can I uh, go for it? <laughs> Just one, and I'm gonna go with Goodfellas. Uh, Henry and Karen Hill. They kind of count. It's uh, it, it kind of count. Yeah. 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 It's a couple, and that's I think we'll find the tone of most of my <laughs> picks. They're they're generally couples. Generally couples. 
this is uh, I, I think Goodfellas is a is a fantastic movie and uh, it is a great uh, story. And as long as it's not The Godfather, I think it counts. And, uh, you know, who hasn't seen uh, old De Niro and Leota? And this is this is the movie that established uh, Ray Leota as an Internet meme. Uh, so how can you go wrong <laughs> with that? Uh, thank you to Martin Scorsese and uh, another Nicholas Pileggi book. So uh, brilliant film. And this yeah. is one I, I'm still surprised we haven't found a way to get on our show. I know. I'm really, really surprised by that. So we should do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's your, what's your next pick? All right. So for my next choice, I ended up going a, uh, a direction that I think will be the trend for the rest of my list because uh, they were ones that I could remember <laughs> as opposed to searching for them. Um, so Wes Craven did this film uh, back in 1972 called The Last House on the Left. It was a very rough film uh, to watch because it just felt so real and it just was a really hard film to watch. Um, there was a remake of this in 2009 uh, that Dennis uh, Iliadis directed, and I kind of ended up liking it more than the original, which I was surprised by. Uh, but I think what largely it was, uh, if, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's basically the story of a family whose uh, daughter and her friend uh, get killed by some people passing through, a bunch of like criminals, and then it's there's like a huge storm and these people passing through these criminals go to the house of the parents and say, hey, our car broke down. Can we crash for the night uh, without realizing that they're related? And then the parents realize that these people killed their child and basically um, turn on them and do what they can to kill these criminals. It's a, it's an interesting story. It's a horrific story. Um but in the remake, uh, there's actually in both cases, uh, some of the criminals are uh, father son. But in the remake, I found the the connection really kind of frightening and powerful between the uh, the father, uh, played by Garrett Dillahunt, who was just so creepy in this film, and his son Justin, played by Spencer Treat Clark. Um, just that relationship um, in this remake ended up just feeling really strong to me. And um, as horrific as the story is, um, it was it was a pretty, uh, pretty interesting watch. So that's my next Criminal Family, uh, the 2009 remake, The Last House on the Left. Well, that sounds like a movie I don't want to watch. <laughs> you probably don't. It's a, it's a tough one. Wow. What a horrible pick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, you know, though, how, how do you compare this one to something like, uh, Silence of the Lambs? Well, not even, um, do they not even compare? It's, it's a totally different type of film. This, is, this just is just a straight, straight up. up yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, you're in a house locked with killers. What do you do to, uh, uh. Um, to stop them you know and as a parent like these people killed your daughter what are you gonna do to them yeah no i don't care you know, for it it gets dark <laughs> okay not as dark as the original Noted. the original it feels like you're watching a documentary and it's like i felt sick watching the original <laughs> um so yeah that's uh, okay <laughs> all right uh, I my next pick. I can't remember if I did the, if I picked this one before. I don't think I have. I think it was a trailer pick a long, long time ago. Uh, we haven't talked about it on the show, uh, and it is it it easily clears 
the six star rule on IMDb. Uh, it it was it's a movie I don't think enough people saw. It is Lawless, 2012's Lawless uh, from director John Hillco. Did you ever see this one? Um, I am one of those people who didn't see it. Oh, Andy, uh, this it tells the story of uh, this trio of bootleggers in Depression era Virginia, and they are threatened by uh, the new lawman. Uh, who is, uh, you know, other and and uh, according to the IMDb description, other authorities angling for a cut of their profits. It, it I have heard somebody. I I said I was watching this movie and I it was like last year, and they said, "Oh, isn't that like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" But with uh, you know, bootlegging booze. It's not like that at all. Uh, it it is uh, <laughs> goes through, um, you know, s- sections of uh, you know shocking violence uh tom hardy is great you expect tom hardy to be that way but shia labeouf uh he's got some uh, he's got some real action shia labeouf and, and guy pierce it's a great trio uh in, in this movie and i i really really enjoyed it um totally worth seeing and and they are brothers so look uh bootlegging brothers that's a crime family i'll take it there you go Go see this movie. The Bondurants family. That's what it is. The Bondurants. That's their name. I'd forgotten their name. Well, for my last pick, I was... I'm torn because there's a there's a great noir that I want to throw on the list, but... Um, uh, uh, I'm going to just stick with my original intention and, and, and stay with my uh, horror direction that I went with the last one. <laughs> There's nothing creepier than uh, an old man who wants to suck your bloody finger for feeding time. <laughs> oh, uh, it is uh, the horrifying 1974 film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by Toby Hooper. Uh, a, a group of idiot young children. Uh, <laughs> uh, children, out. you're so stupid. And they they uh, end up finding this house, and they're like, "Oh, what's what's going on here?" And they they go inside, and of course, you meet Leatherface, and he instantly starts killing them. And then, of course, the the girl gets caught and ends up in this horrifying situation where she's with this this family of um, very uh, crazy people who are are kind of uh, ready to eat her, basically. Um, they, uh, have her tied up. Leatherface is dressed as mom. Uh, grandpa is the one, uh, drinking the blood from her finger. And, uh, <laughs> then you have the other crazy brother and, uh, yeah, it's a really freaky family. And I know that they spawned, uh, sequels and remakes, but, um, I haven't seen any of the sequels. I haven't heard that, um, uh, any are good. So I've kind of skipped them, and the remake uh, wasn't that great. So uh, I would just stick with the original, which is uh, all the horror you need. It is uh, pretty freaky, and it's a terrifying uh, family of criminals. There you go. Well, here's another terrible pick, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) You're just full. I know. You're like, why didn't he go with the noir choice? (laughs) Right, right. I am going to redeem you, Andy. I am. I am going to go with a a pick that I don't know why no one has learned. If there's an opportunity for me to put this movie on my list in number one, I'm going to do it. And that is the story, the all too harrowing tale of Darwin and Minerva Mayflower. That's right. Go watch Hudson Hawk again, everybody, because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
crime family. You win, I win. Oh, dear. Oh, I win dear. the list. It That's it. I, it's legit. I'm not even joking. I'm going to go watch Hudson Hawk today, right after I, I see Jurassic World. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Yeah, I had a couple of uh, I had a couple of other movies uh, on my on my list, I, we, but I didn't use them because I think they have all already been picked uh, on this list, and they aren't Hudson Hawk. One was Legend, which was uh, the story of, of Ronnie and Reggie Cray, and I I really liked that one because it was also a Tom Hardy movie. Uh, and the other one was was <laughs> was, uh, it was Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, but not everyone in the family that is born is criminal because they're infants. So yes, right. But I thought that well, that that's got to count on some uh, little tiny level. That's a stretch. <laughs> well, I, my my noir was Gun Crazy, which is a husband and wife uh, that go out, and then I also had Bound on my list. Now, technically. The husband's the criminal, but yes. the wife be- decides to become a criminal and steal all of his money. So I was like, you know, I guess you could count. It's just there's, you know, she's stealing from him. Yeah, no, I, I, I just because they're it's infighting doesn't mean it's it's in crime. <laughs> doesn't mean it doesn't count. It's a family and there's crime. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, uh, we've we're we're doing Ocean's Eight this week, so we'll get the list up. Uh, you know, soonish. Yeah, we'll put something out on uh, on Discord for all of our Patreon supporters so they can vote and uh, pick this uh, this coming week's uh, uh, thing. It should be fun. It should be fun. Our schedule is getting a little bit wonky because we're doing some pre-recording for our uh, July break. I think we're still technically on schedule right now. Yep. Uh, so we should be good, but we are going to we're gearing up to take a couple of weeks off during July of the Saturday matinee. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us on Patreon.com slash uh, the next reel. We sure appreciate it. And uh, yeah, until next week, we'll be back. Thanks, Andy. See ya. Andy, according to my friend Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. 